register. You are not trustworthy. I'm going to fire you. He starts fucking crying, lays on the ground. I'm like, holy fucking shit. What am I going to fucking do with this guy? This is the Uncensored Podcast with Robert Peppo. Do you think people will vote for me? All right. What's up, everybody? This is Robert Peppo with Uncensored with Robert Peppo, number 35. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Peppo Subs, my restaurant. Please go check it out. Links are in the description. I appreciate you guys, and I hope this one adds some value to you. I was uh, approached to do a segment on hiring and firing. So I'm going to try and get this in like a 10-minute segment because this is a gray area. It's not black and white. It's not cut and dry. There's so much that goes into it, and it's on a case-by-case basis, and it's on a what-you-need basis. It's on a your company's different than mine. Do you need someone with a degree, licenses, certifications, or is it entry-level positions? For me, I have like five different levels of my company that I've built from Pepos One to growing the company to the corporate side of things and to the franchisees. So maybe that's four. Whatever it is, each one of those carry a different thing that I need to worry about within the hiring, firing, promoting, and all that. So I'm gonna give you a quick rundown of what all that looks like, but first coffee. All right, I did write some stuff today, which I don't normally do, but I'm gonna stick to it just so I can get it to you quickly and give you a quick summation. All right, so first and foremost... I do my first initial first impressions as a very important type of thing, right? We're an open kitchen. We have a lot of customers. We interact with people every day. Are you generally presenting yourself well, right? That seems super basic, but it's very important. Um, So think about that as your first impression, making a good impression. All right, I'm checking, I'm checking, all right? Are you talkative? Are you energetic? Are you, um, you know, able to communicate well, have interpersonal skills, that shit matters because you're going to have to deal with a lot of people, not just in the kitchen team day to day. And as we grow our company, but there's tons of customers, hundreds of customers every single day that we're interacting with. Are you going to fit in that when you go check the lobby? Can you at least carry on a conversation? Hopefully you can. That's one thing I look for. This is very basic stuff at the beginning. Then if you have experience, that's good. But if you don't, honestly, sometimes that's better because I can kind of build with you and I don't have to work against some shit you might think you know or you do know. Now, I always appreciate somebody bringing something to the table for your experience. That's awesome. Um, most people want to work with that, but it is definitely not the be all end all to me. In fact, I don't care necessarily at all. Um, and if there's reasons why people do and don't have jobs or experiences, then we're going to talk about that. That all gets brought up in a super initial interview. And one thing I've been really wanting to do, which we've built into our franchise program, is like a test day, a day in the life. Uh, let's see if you even like what you're about to do. Let's see if you're even a fit with the company. And then with my core group of people, we decide, Hey, is this person good? Are they not good? Is there something weird? What's going on? Is that person? Hey, when we sit down at the end of the day, how did that go for you? Did you like it? Is this something you can see yourself doing? Um, how much do you want to do this? What are your goals? I'm a very goal oriented person. So I often talk to people about their goals inside and outside the store when we're going to hire them. I think it's extremely important, especially as I go to, go to grow the company, that we are not just a restaurant. And I've often fucking hated how the restaurant industry and entry level positions are treated as if they're subpar, that they're not looked on as a good career or whatever it is. I think that's fucking bullshit. Um, There are so many restaurants and so many opportunities out there, like Domino's, for instance. I was saying this the other day. Domino's has 90% of their franchises owned by people that worked within the company. 
and started as an entry level per- person. That's definitely a position I want to take when I grow my company because these people already know our system. They already know the owners. They already know everything they have to do. They can just step into this role if they're qualified and if they can pull it off and if they want to. So I want to really change the game on that. I also want to be way more competitive with wages. So when I talk to somebody about, you know, what is your goals? If it's not just to be in the restaurant industry or to own a restaurant, uh, for me, what are we going to help you get to? What, why are you here? And what are you trying to get out of it? If it's just a paycheck, cause you want to do a little better or put a little side money in your pocket. Excellent. We have a position for that. If it's something that you want to move up and, and you think, Oh, I like this company. I might want to do this. I can see myself working here. I like the people. Excellent. There's a role for you for that. If you want to come in raw and say, you know, I'd love to own a restaurant someday. I want to learn. Excellent. I'm the right fucking person to learn from. You know, it, it, when, when we start growing, there's going to be all these things that are kind of opening up for me to hire for that I'm going to speak very openly about how I am aggressively hiring the right people to fill the right roles that can also move up in our system. Because if you do good, I do good. And if I do good, you do good. It's a simple win-win. All these things can be found out in the first initial interview. Okay. It's really simple. If you just sit and talk to people and get creative and don't make it so well, tell me a little bit about yourself. You have to get more creative than that. And if you want to achieve something big or have a really good employee, you have to show them that you're more creative than that and that you're willing to uh, get outside of that little box of, I'm going to have an interview today. I better dress nice, dress comfortably, present yourself well, talk well, and let's see what can fucking happen. It should be really simple. Um, So that's the hiring part of it. The firing part of it, is really different. And before we get there, I just want to say me as an owner and us as a company are super flexible. So if I have to fire somebody or somebody does something egregiously wrong, that person probably fucked up and it's a pretty cut and dry. Um, again, like hiring, firing is not always cut and dry unless it's a mistake that it was malicious or they had intent or they did something fucking stupid like harassment or some shit like that. Um, I don't know a situation where I didn't know I should fire somebody. Okay. I have one good story for y'all. Um, I was, I had a donation box up front. Okay. And this fucking kid stole out of it. And we have fucking cameras literally right on the register, right in the front. We have all fucking cameras all over the store. And I realized, cause I checked my shit that the money was gone when I checked my shit in the morning because it's fucking cash up there for donation that I'm fucking managing and it was gone. And there was only several people on shift. Well, went back on the cameras, checked, dude took it, went into the bathroom, threw the envelope away and came back out. Like he just went to the bathroom. He just straight scooped it, went in there as if no one would be the wiser. Maybe it was a customer. We wouldn't know, but I fucking cameras, my guy. And so I look at it. I go in the bathroom, check to make sure it is what it is. Verify that I seen it. And sure shit, the envelope was in there, just like I suspected. I said, hey, man, come here real quick. Um, I know you stole out there. And he tried to say, no, I didn't. No, I'm so sorry. I said, bro, we got cameras. He goes, no, no, starts crying. I'm like, fucking shit, man. And I have, I'm sympathetic to people, man. I have empathy. And it's, it's hard for me, even though I know you fucked up. So I'm going to treat it like that. You fucked up, and you're, you're going to go. Dude starts crying. He's like, my mom's going to fucking kill me. I just needed the money. I said, bro, you could have just asked me for the money. 
I've given people advances on their checks when they need it, bro. People are in bad positions sometimes. I understand that, but you didn't. You fucking stole and you tried to get away with it. That means you could steal from an employee. You could steal from the register. You are not trustworthy. I'm going to fire you. He starts fucking crying, lays on the ground. I'm like, holy fucking shit. What am I going to fucking do with this guy? And I'm like, hey, man, look, you got to go. This went on for like 30 minutes. I'm like, all right, fine. Finally got him up. Starts walking to the back and he starts grabbing equipment. He's like, don't tell my mom. Please don't tell anybody. Please, whatever. I'm like, bro, I don't give a flying fuck what you do. Just leave, man. I don't fucking care. But he's crying. Oh my God, my mom's going to kill me. I lost my job. I said, yeah, well, don't fuck up and steal, man. Next time. So I give him a piece of advice at the end. I said, next time, if you're struggling, it's likely that the boss or whoever's in charge probably can help you. And because we want employees, I don't want to have to go hire again because we want employees. We will probably work with you and figure it out. And on that, I've been burned a couple times. That's just one. Another one was a kid asked me for an advance on his check, uh, a week in advance that he had to buy food for the kid or whatever. I'm like, okay, bro, I got you. And he worked full time. So it was, you know, a decent sized check and he never came back. But I was willing to do that because I know people and I know what they go through and that's okay. And I don't feel like people are going to fucking burn you, especially when you have a full-time job, you're making money every day. How are you, how is you leaving going to do that? But whatever, it was more important to him. It's more important to me to do the right thing. So on the firing aspect, I feel like we always try to exhaust all opportunities without hurting ourselves and hurting the crew and team and, and the big goal that people walk themselves out. Okay, if you're fucking up, we have a small kitchen and we kind of hear all these things, we will know, okay? So the firing thing for me is usually pretty cut and dry, although you got to take into consideration things. We've had a few incidents that could have been like, oh, that's sketch, but I like to take all sides of the story, right? There's three sides to the story, one side, the other side, and the truth. And me as a leader, I have to understand that and break it down. To me, if you're not performing, we can retrain, we could do all these things, I can address it with you. We can address it as a team. We can change your position. We can cut your hours. We can figure out what it is. And if that's not working, we can help you find something else. I always tell my people, look, if it's not working out, I'll be a good resource for you to find something else that you can flourish in. Because if you're filling a role here that's not really giving us the best, um, then that's hurting me. If this role for you isn't doing the best for you and you don't like it and you could do something else, then go do that. We will help you do that because it's best all the way around. That's how I approach these things. There hasn't been a time where I'm like, well, time to make cuts. I'm going to fire somebody today. You're gone. In fact, the opposite happened through the coronavirus. We kept everybody on. um, And us as owners sometimes did not take paychecks because we didn't want to let people go or whatever. We gave them the option and we dealt with what we had to deal with to make that a reality. Um, Post-COVID, when we started to hire again, we're very particular in how we hire because I'm building something very big, important, and has to be right. So now my hiring is very much key position roles in what we are doing. So there's a whole other element to this. And it's also hiring the right people that support your business. It could be employees, but it can also be outside help. What are we not good at? What am I not good at? What is something we need done that I can't do? Um, an example would be like, how do I hire some guy that um, does our seasonings? That is a big bulk manufacturer that we don't have to do in store anymore, but they replicate our protected recipe and they get it to us. They get it accurate and on time. Well, I picked that because I knew a guy that I had a good personal relationship with, customer of ours, but I knew he was crushing it um, in the barbecue scene. 
uh, and the seasonings and sauces and shit. So I was like, bro, how do you do that? Broke it down to me. He's like, yo, just come out, check out the factory. I was like, dope, fuck yeah. We go there, have a good meeting, walk the floor, walk the factory, see the system, see the processes, meet the owners of that factory. I'm like, bro, this is fucking awesome. That's who I hire to do business with. Who else? An accountant. Are your accountants very good? Are they restaurant specific? Are they your industry specific? Okay, not all attorneys are created equal. Some attorneys can do like a bunch of things, but I was very specific on who we were going to work with, which is who we currently work with. Restaurant focus, young, ambitious, hungry, good experience, boom, fill that role. That's how I've approached hiring people that are going to help us, not just employees, but partners, um, vendors. Who are we working with? These things all matter, but the same principles apply. How do they present themselves? Are they somebody I want to work with that I got to deal with for a long time? Are they fair, right? I want to win, but I want you to win. So it's a win-win. So you want to keep working with me and I want to keep working with you and there's no bullshit in between. That's how I treat things. But this is also how I treat things. There's a saying, it's called, well, I don't know where I fucking heard it. I don't think I made it up, but maybe I did. It's called tough, not rough. Okay, that's my leadership style. I want to be tough, but I'm not going to be rough with you. I will always maintain our standard and what I want to do requires a pretty fucking high level of systems processes sticking to the fucking plan um, and executing on that relentlessly. But I'm not going to be overly rough where I'm going to be like, you better fucking do that. I'm never going to be that. All right. But I'm, I'm going to be tough in my expectations for sure, because I have high expectations of myself. I often say, I'm never going to ask you to do something I haven't done or am not willing to do, which is literally fucking everything. Okay. From this time I started till now, I've literally done everything, probably more than most people ever fucking want to do some shit in their life. That means I know exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it and what we're getting out of it. Then I feel comfortable asking somebody, yo, it's time to do the bathrooms. We got to check that after that lunch rush just to make sure, because I've done that literally thousands of times. When I was a private coming up in the army, older than most people, fairly successful already, they're like, bro, you still want to fucking clean these toilets? I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm built for this shit. I've been doing this. This is how I got to the position I'm in that I was never too good for this. And that's the type of leadership that I think I will always maintain no matter what, because I want the people to know that I'm down for them, that I haven't forgotten, that I can still fucking rock it uh, on a table, doing guts, whatever it is. Now, I'm not going to do that day to day. I understand that. My transition has already happened into... Running the business, not running in the business, okay? I've already developed that, so now I hire around that to support it and hopefully elevate everybody else in between. Um, We've had these discussions with our employees and how I'm going to do things as we grow. Are things going to change? Those are super valid fucking points to consider because it matters for them. These are people's lives and careers. They're trading valuable time to work with us instead of somebody else. How can I continue to make that a really fucking good thing when I hire them? promote them, and fucking even when I fire them. How can I make this a good thing? Because those people someday are potentially our customers. And if I do the right thing, even when I fire them, that will leave a good impression of me. And I'm not willing to lower that standard just because you fucked up. I didn't fuck up. It's not my bad karma. That's your shit. And I'm going to maintain my level no matter what. Um, And things are treated accordingly, but I'm never going to drop my standard. Okay. This rolls me into my last thing about how I'm picking franchisees. This is the same thing about hiring, firing, uh, promoting, and growing, okay? How I'm going to pick my future franchisees, all right? I, and I got some shit written here, which I don't normally do, but I don't want to mess this one up because it's literally what I'm in. All right. 
our system kind of goes, you're going to meet a baseline requirement. Okay. So this is now a partnership, even though, yes, I'm evaluating and I'm making the ultimate decision on who's going to work within our network in the Pepo system. I still got to kind of make sure some things are met because this is a real investment now. Okay. So you meet these basic requirements of money, credit, availability, location, super basic shit just to get you in the door. All right. We receive that email. We evaluate it. We either add you to the wait list. We'll contact you, tell you about that. Or we say, Hey, why don't you come in for the next step, which is a day in the life. You're going to spend a day with us. You're going to spend a day with us and we're going to evaluate literally everything from the second you walk in. Matter of fact, I'm already evaluating it from the second I talk with you. All right. Your mannerisms. How are you conducting yourself? How do you speak? Um, are you cordial? Shit like that. But when you come in, you're going to really realize this might not be for you. And maybe it is. Okay. But we're going to find that out in day one. There's a lot of things that will happen. Um, a lot of people think they're built for the restaurant game, um, as an owner or an operator. Most are not. People are going to think that, um, they can just sit back and enjoy the good life. And yes, you fucking can after a whole bunch of work. Okay. We're going to get through all that in like literally day one. I have a system and a process of how I'm going to do that, what we're going to do, how we're going to see things, what we're going to talk about and have our actual Afton, uh, excuse me, we're going to have our after action report like we do in the army <laughs> that will evaluate if we should even take it to the next step. But let's say we take it to the next step. The next step is we are going to sign some contracts that um, we are going to agree to. This is not a negotiation type of thing. This is our contractual obligation um, that you will sign. Um, the things that are negotiable will be coming on. And I'll tell you that in just a minute. The initial one is non-negotiable. These are our standards. This is what we require. You will meet them. You will put a deposit down and we will get started on your fucking training. Here's where it gets interesting. I have our training system built out eight to 10 weeks, meticulously built on what we will do every single day um, with uh, checks and sign-offs. So you'll go through this process. I will, I will check it off or Alex will check it off and you will sign it that you agree that you either did or did not fulfill your training for that day. Then we'll, at the end of the week, we'll decide, did you complete this full block of training? Can you move on to the next one? Satisfactory or not? If it is not, and at some point we cannot get you past something or you don't want to get past something, you relinquish your deposit and we move on because it is best for us all to do that because I don't waste my time or money supporting you, training you, giving you everything you will need to be successful and you don't lose uh, the money on the build out when you can't actually make the shit work because you can't learn it up front or whatever. I don't really see that being a thing because once you get into that role, I feel like we are going to have a really good reason to make this work. And I will do everything based on my training and my knowledge that I can to get you as successful as possible. It's the same thing I do with my employees. It's the same thing I will do with that franchisee because every single person is as important as the other one in the system. But sometimes that doesn't work. And how do we address that? Well, for the franchise system model, because there's money on the line, it's a real investment. That shit has to be black and white. You have signed off on it. You know you didn't complete the training. We went through this. It is going to be me, Alex, even Leandra, um, our partner and accountant, Nick, who will help me with some things. We will all make that decision because we want it to work. We already put time and money into you. You already put your money up. How can we get this to work? But if it can't, we part ways before any more loss happens. But if we do make it work, we motherfucking crush it. Because if we can get through the training properly and you work within the system and understand that we have a lot of time and energy and years of experience, multiple locations based in this, we will win. 
and we will win year after year after year. And it's up to me to decide that um, and make those evaluations based on my judgment, but also the criteria that you have or have not met. Um, Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, another critical point. If you come in as a person who wants to do a franchise and you say, I don't have any money, but I have all the time in the world. This is a great location. I can do it. I might not be able to do that for you. It depends on the resources at the time. Currently, I am not going to put money into new stores. Those are going to be as stores and owned by the owner operator. That it's their investment, their business. I will do all the training, support, give you all of our assets, our intellectual properties. You will own all that and I will train you and support you as much as needed, 24-7. Um, but if you don't have that initial capital, this is where it's not a gray area. It's pretty pretty black and white at the beginning of how I'm going to build it at first. You're going to need to meet that minimum capital requirement. So I'm sorry, I will have to pass on that. The next one is, more importantly, even if you have all the money in the world and you think you got fucking everything you need, you got $5 million and you want to open a store, make it the best there ever was, but you might not work in it and you don't have anybody else to work in it. How can we make this work? It's probably not going to work, at least not in the beginning. But I'm never going to cash grab and just go for the money. I want the full thing to work right, especially at the beginning, because if we can lay the foundation right, it will grow into whatever we can build it to. And I think that it's going to be pretty fucking awesome. But the money doesn't speak to me. Just the person doesn't speak to me. It needs to be a full picture in that regard. And I have to make that determination. Now, there will be a point where I will fund a store to open because it's the right person, the right opportunity, and we will make it work. No problem at all. There will be another time where um, someone else will fund a store and do it. But those things have to be paired and they have to be right. And I don't think it will come early on. So I will circle back on that uh, because there's so much I've built within this franchise system that I haven't talked about at all, literally at all. I haven't hit 120th of all the shit that we've built and come up with the detailed plan and how to execute this. But as I wrap it up, let's go over start to finish. Entry-level employees, make it personal. Make it open, honest conversation at first and see who you're getting and let them know who the boss is and who I am as a person that they will or won't want to work with, okay? It matters. Level two, how to promote people, okay? Who really cares? Who is reliable? Who is in there, in the shit with you that you can trust? Promote them, okay? Take care of your people, We cannot do this without them, okay? Be tough, but not rough. All right, how do you fire people? Be as flexible as possible. People have fucking lives. Understand that. If you're flexible with them, hopefully they'll be flexible with you, okay? But adhere to your standard. And if someone does something fucking stupid, egregious, steals, harassment, fucks up, becomes a liability, make that decision and make it swiftly, okay? Hire slowly, fire quickly. That's just a fucking cliche saying, but kind of applies. Then lastly, for me, big picture, big scope, make sure that person you partner with brings something awesome to the table, has the full package. So then you, them, and everybody else can succeed. And then teach them the way that you've gotten there. So then they can repeat the process just like I have being a good owner, making good money, being a long-term asset in the community to your people your family, and anybody else around you, create win-wins. That's all I got for you today. Robert Pepo, number 35. Let's fucking get it. 
This is the Uncensored Podcast with Robert Pepo. Do you think people will vote for me? <laughs> <laughs>